Executive Report in Suffolk County. You know, well, Ed Romaine leading the charge six weeks into his tenure. And uh, nice enough to give us a couple here on a Thursday morning. Mr. County Zach, how you doing? I am doing great. It's always good to hear you. I listen to you every morning. You are the voice of reason. And sometimes you get passionate, but I love that passion. Man, I'll tell you, if you can't get passionate about today's news cycle, uh, you'd be in the wrong business because uh, we're chock full of it, Ed. I'll tell you, on that, on every level, on every level, no question. Very important, yeah. Um, uh, how how have things been going uh, six weeks in and everything else? I know well, uh, you named a permanent commissioner of the police department, Robert Waring, right? How did that go? That went very well, and today I'm going to be standing with him because we're going to do a couple other things. This department, uh, over the, the last few years, has not had the staffing that it needed. They had a practice in, in, this, uh, in the Bologna administration of putting jobs in the budget and taxing us with them, but not filling them to build up a slush fund. Um, I don't agree with that. I think if you put jobs in the budget, you should fill them. It should be transparent. You should let people know. So today, we are promoting some people. And I'm very proud to say that that includes we're going to be promoting someone to chief, a deputy chief, three deputy inspectors, a captain, seven lieutenants, and then we're going to add two detective sergeants, 30 sergeants, and 24 detectives. We are going to staff this police department so as to keep Suffolk safe. We are concerned with all the things that are happening. I am particularly happy to stand with the district attorney in terms of the fentanyl legislation that he is urging the state, which I strongly support, uh, to enact. I can't believe the state would ignore such a public safety hazard, but we're not going to ignore it. We're going to be appointing people uh, tonight, today. And I said during the campaign, we were so short of detectives that it wasn't funny. Um, so we are adding more detectives because these are the people. Look, if, if a police officer sees you doing something, they'll arrest you. But most of the crimes that we have to deal with require an investigation, require a detective. We were short detectives. We were down, oh, about 52 detectives vacancies existed when I took office. And I said, we're going to fill some of them. And today, we're filling 24 detectives and two detective sergeants. So I'm happy to do that because I think the people of Suffolk County, when we tax them for something, should get the service they're being taxed for. No doubt. You know, you bring up the uh, the DA, uh, Ed Romaine. Uh, I can't imagine where we would be without a guy like Ray Tinney, uh, with how he is mowing him down. I mean, literally every day I get a presser regarding an indictment here, a lockup here arrests here. I mean, it's unbelievable. He is uh, he is all over the place. Uh, and a guy that, uh, I tell you, uh, every town should have in their, uh, in their corner. Absolutely. He and I, the police department, the sheriff, our law enforcement, we are all working together. We're all on the same page. I look at New York City and I shut up. I watch police officers be attacked by immigrants, kicked in the head and, and beat up. And the DA uh, of New York County, which is Manhattan, Alan Bragg, released these people without bail. I, I, I was incredulous about that. Uh, I take a very dim view 
of that type of action. And I applaud our district attorney for being strong and, and making sure that people who do commit these crimes are held accountable. 100%. We got two good ones on Long Island with Ian and Donnelly, I'll tell you that. <clears throat> in now, so we're talking with the county, we're talking with the county executive uh, in Ed Romaine. Ed, uh, what can you tell us regarding the IT stuff, the investigation, everything else? Panel's been at it. Uh, we're looking for some more information. I know you've been hard as trying to make sure things are secure. Uh, you're trying to plug all these holes from the previous administration. Hard to believe when you read all this stuff what went on here. But I know you're working very hard at it. Uh, just yesterday, I went to the Pine Barrens Commission, and I was talking to the Riverhead supervisor, and he said, "You know, Ed, for the last twelve years, your county center, your county, your your court system, your jail, you're all connected to the to the Riverhead sewer system, and you haven't paid any sewer rent for the last twelve years." So I said to Tim Hubbard, who was the supervisor of Riverhead, "Tim, get me a bill, show me it." I'll look into it. If we owe you the money, we'll pay you. But I just could not believe that the county would not pay its sewer rent to the town of Riverhead. Uh, these are the things that we're finding all the time. As far as the IT system is concerned, we are going to be hiring a CIO, a chief information officer. The person we're hiring is retired. He's coming back. He was the CIO of Westchester County for many years and the CIO of Orange County. So I only like to hire experienced people. But the one thing that really rocked my boat was that for the entire time, from the hack right to, which was September of 22 to December of 23, County Executive Ballone declared a state of emergency, suspended civil service and bidding requirements, <laughs> and went out and spent $27 million to improve the system. And yet the last week in December, he does a penetration test, and the company says, you are more vulnerable now than mm. ever. So I'm thinking to myself, what did you spend the $27 million on? Yeah. So we we are hiring a forensic auditor to take a look at how that money was spent. Wow. And we're working, I work very closely with uh, Legislator Piccarillo and their, their Legislative Council, Mr. Donahue, to take a look at that, because something doesn't equate here. Someone spent money that they didn't get results for and did not spend it wisely. And you know what? I always feel when you have the taxpayer's money, you've got to be able to justify just about every penny that you spend. But $27 million without results? What did you spend it on? Yeah, I, I can tell you some of the things. They were offered crowd strike. We have charged which most of the counties have from the state of New York. They turned it down and did the same work with Palo Alto, the guys that were there before, and paid them a million dollars for it, for something we could have got for free. We are now employing CrowdStrike throughout Suffolk County, and in the next three, four weeks it will be employed. It will make us a lot safer. Um, we are looking to get cybersecurity insurance. We're looking to do a number of things that they haven't done. I will tell you one little victory that I, I had. As you know, when I went to Brookhaven as town supervisor, yeah. we did not have the best credit rating in the world, but within two years we were AAA and we stayed AAA. 
We just got our first credit upgrade as a county of Suffolk. And I will tell you, we were uh, upgraded from A to double A minus by Standard & Poor's. It will not be our last. I am going to work on improving the credit worthiness of the county. We are going to pay off some debts. We are going to create uh, reserve accounts for future expenses. And we are going to do the type of things that will get us a better credit rating and save the taxpayers a lot of money in the long run. But uh, i got to tell you, the computer thing, we're going to solve that, but it's going to take much longer. And I cannot believe the money that was spent without result. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why I think so many people have confidence in you because you've got such a great history of this uh, as far. And, you know, your transparency is also uh, to be embraced, i got to tell you, uh, where we didn't know what was happening in previous years. We know a lot that's happening in six weeks because you put yourself out there. Well done there. Let's move on to a couple of things because uh, I thought it was very important. you got a lot of people looking for homes, uh, Ed, you know that you have a program in place I was reading about. Very interesting. I think the deadline to apply, if I'm not mistaken, is a couple of days now. I think it's March 1st. Um, but when you have the funds uh, for this county's down payment assistance program, uh, that, that'll go a long way, I thought. No? Absolutely. We have. You can get up to $30,000 for a down payment. If you meet the requirements, first-time home buyer, uh, you have some degree of employment, you have some income, uh, but you don't have enough to make a down payment. The county will go in with you up to $30,000. The deadline is March 1st, as you mentioned. I would encourage everyone to apply. Look, uh, I'm a believer in affordable housing. I sat with the governor. I sat with the lieutenant governor. Yeah. And I said, you guys are for housing. How about helping us out here in Brookhaven? Because I pointed to North Belport. We had a guy, Peter Flory is his name. He's a builder. He was head of the Long Island Builders. He soon be head of the New York State Builders. He built 70 affordable u- units next to the Boys and Girls Club. We've given him permission to clean up North Belport on right on Montauk Highway and build 100 units more supermarket and banks, something that community needs. I said, but I can't build it because I don't have sewers. I have a plan. We spent a lot of money investing in developing a plan to extend the sewer line just north of Sunrise Highway down to this development. Can you help me out, Governor? Can you can you help me? I know you're interested in housing. Haven't heard a thing. Haven't mm. heard a thing. We said the same thing for Massive Beach. We have a developer there that wants to renovate Massive Beach, Neighborhood Road. But he needs sewers, Governor. So I, I understand what you're saying about housing. I'm not opposed. I really want to do some more affordable housing because there's a lot of young people that I want to see stay here on Long Island. I don't want to lose our future. But we have to encourage them. We have to get involved. And I said, it's possible, but I need sewers because most of my town is not sewered. Mm. And I haven't heard back. Yeah. I'm still waiting. I look. Uh, well, you know, I listen, I think, I think a lot of people are, uh, are waiting like you. And uh, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping the governor really kind of picks it up a little bit as far as the island is concerned. Uh, it's been a little Absolutely. lax. I, you know, it's been a little lax on her. Uh, the MTA guy 
said, Long Island got enough. I don't want to give it anymore. He said it's about six months ago. Well, I get to appoint a person to the MTA board. But the way it works is I have to send three names to the governor, and she picks one of the three. So I sent three names to very credible people, one of whom had served on the MTA board, one of whom has the contractors, and one of whom is a top aide to Angie Carpenter. I sent those names up. I haven't heard back. Mm. And maybe that's because one of the things that I've made it clear is I'm not a fan of congestion pricing. I think that hurts Long Island. Yeah. Because if you want to do it, and, and there's a benefit for Long Island, tell us what we get out of it. Because right now we're not getting too much out of Long Island. I, I look at electrification, it stops at Babylon, it stops at Ron Conquer, it stops at Huntington. Where's your plan to electrify at least one of these rail lines? I, 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 don't, I hear silence in return. Well, how about cleaning up some of the stations that are in disrepair? I hear silence in return. I'm waiting for the MTA to make an investment, just like I'm waiting for the state to make an investment in Long Island. I'm from Suffolk County. What are you doing for us? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I just hope Bruce Blakeman's words did not settle within as far as, you know what? Get out of Long Island. Stay away from Long Island. You know, that type of whatever he said. You know, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. I just I hope those words did not ring true there in her head. I looked at Bruce and I'm like, well, that must be, that probably your casino. But look, <laughs> I, I, I said, but I have said I welcome the governor. She's not of my political party. But the election's over. It's time to work together. I want to build affordable housing to keep more young people here. I want to work with the MTA to electrify our rails. I supported President Biden's infrastructure program. And I supported the governor's environmental bond issue. But how about some of that money coming in Long Island? We have been shortchanged for so long. I know when they see me, they, they, they oh my God, because I'm going to continue to advocate for Suffolk County. We should be getting our fair share. The Long Island Regional Planning Council did a, a major report that said we sent so much more money to Albany and Washington than we get back. It's time we got a little of our money back and we made an investment in the future of Long Island. I don't want to see this be the time when the tide runs out for Long Island. When people say, you know what, it's time to head to North Carolina or Florida or Tennessee or Texas. I want to be able to provide economic opportunity and jobs and growth. I want to rebuild our infrastructure. I just had a wonderful meeting with the HIA, Hot Park Industrial Ed. Uh, association. Yeah. They are the second largest industrial park in the United States. They want to take some of their land and some of their buildings and repurpose them for housing. I'm 100% in favor of that. Uh, a workplace um, type of live community. I think that's a great idea. So I, I, I want to do things that are innovative, that moves the needle that creates a better atmosphere here on Long Island where people say, this is the place to be. We're not leaving. We're staying. I, yeah, no doubt. HIA is important as anything. Second, you know, Silicon Valley on the West Coast. Uh, and that needs to be recognized without question. Ed Romain with us, the county executive of Suffolk. A couple of minutes. Uh, Ed, also, the uh, revitalization grant program is now available. Am I correct in saying that? I know there's a pool yeah. of money. It's about a half million dollars available. Partial funding. 
But, uh, you know, capital projects where they're located, downtown areas, municipally owned type property, uh, that's coming upon us in May, correct? That is correct. We, in the downtown revitalization grants, we encourage every downtown and some downtowns who have got that can tell you what a great job they've done with the money, the things they've spent it on. Uh, my, I have major concerns about downtowns, and I'll tell you why. Mm. They are the anchors of our community. They are a lot of mom and pop stores and other stores on Main Street. Uh, I've asked Eric Alexander to head up a committee to come up with ideas of what we can do to help our downtowns. And the reason I'm so concerned is if you drive around, you see all these large warehouses being built because these warehouses, if you call up or you go on your phone or, or your computer and you order something, the next day it's at your door, and that's why they're building these warehouses. That's going to compete directly with some of our downtown businesses. I want to be able to have a strategy to make sure that we anchor our downtowns and we help the store owners down there as well so that they are not driven out of business. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's the key right there, uh, without question, because you want these businesses to thrive, Main Streets to, you know, to have uh, have the hustle and bustle, and uh, you need everybody as far as in play there, including this money is going to come to good use. You know, you mentioned the sewers and everything else. You got the hookups. Hookups mean businesses can operate. That means jobs, and that means a booming economy. Uh, as far as helping uh, helping out in a big way. So something certainly to keep an eye on. And you're keeping an eye on the drinking water because we talk about the drinking water here on the island. Uh, that is a very important aspect as far as improvement, huh? It absolutely is. As you know, uh, I made a commitment um, that we would pass a Water Reclamation Act. It passed uh, earlier this month but in the uh, county legislature. But it passes a home rule message. So it means it goes up to Albany, and then Albany has to deal with it. And should they deal with it, it will be on the ballot this November. I think we don't do enough with initiative and referendum by giving people a voice. This is one time people have a voice, and they can vote yes or they can vote no. Uh, I'd like to see more of that, where people, not just government, has a say in the future of our island by having an opportunity to cast their vote on issues like this. But this is an important issue. Uh, this money will be spent, uh, and, and the big battle last time was between sewers and these individual IA systems, where they were giving a lot, most of the money to the IA system, and very little for sewers. I brokered a compromise where it would be 50-50. I used to represent three of the eastern towns. I can tell you that most of that IA money uh, is not all going to be used. And that's why I wanted a 50-50 split, because we desperately need sewers in our more crowded areas. And they're both on the east end as well as the west end. I mean, I've had people from West Hampton Village talk to me about expanding the sewers into their neighborhoods. The mayor of Southampton spoke to me about sewers for Southampton. I know they're interested in sewers for Hampton Bays and Montauk. So it's just not a west-east issue. It's an issue of having clean water. And particularly with the sewers, I don't want sewers, whatever possible, to be discharging the treated effluent into any bodies of water like the Southwest Sewer District. What I prefer is sewer treatment plants 
that recharge our aquifer, the aquifer underneath our feet, our drinking water. Because not only are we going to have a water quality problem, but I'm fearful we may in the future have a water quantity problem. So that's important. And the other thing I want to do, when we design these new sewage treatment plants, I don't just want to treat wastewater. I'd like to see if we can capture uh, runoff. Right now, like uh, I live close to the bay, Maritza's Bay in Santa Maritza's. I have a drain in front of my driveway. But if it's high tide, it floods because that drain enters into the bay. Yeah. That road runoff isn't helping the bay any. And if we could capture that and treat that as well as wastewater, we'd be doing something for the future of Long Island and for helping to protect our surface waters as well as our groundwater. Yeah, listen, I agree. And uh, listen, uh, a lot of people go through this stuff as far as the antiquated systems and everything else. Uh, eventually, you need a makeover, and uh, and that's what's ha- happening currently, hopefully. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Keeping an eye on you, as always, uh, we can't thank you enough uh, for a couple of minutes. Keep up the great work, uh, Ed Romain. Jay, I'm always inspired by you. I'm always inspired by you because you really care, and I love listening to your show. Well, listen, we appreciate your kind words. Uh, you keep listening. There'll be a quiz next time on some of the things that uh, we have done on the show just to keep up with the fact that you are listening. you got to make sure of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, well, you, you stay well, day. and uh, we look forward to the next time, my friend.